Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Good morning, Mount Calvary Nation. This is a day the Lord has made and he says to be glad and rejoice in it. And we are glad to be here this morning worshiping together hallelujah to the lamb of god my scripture this morning will come from psalms 24 and i'll be reading from the king james version the earth is the lord's and the fullness thereof the world and they that dwell therein for he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods who shall ascend unto the hill of the lord or who shall stand in his holy place? He that have clean hands and a pure heart, who have not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessings from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob, Lift up your hands, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your hands, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Hallelujah to the Word of God. So let me tell you, the King is here for you. No matter what you're going through, no matter what it may be, He is our King. Jehovah Rapha. He'll heal you if you need healing. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Father God, we come this morning, God, with thanksgiving in our heart, Lord. We thank you for the God that you are. We thank you for your ever presence in our life this morning, God. We thank you for your love, God, that you give us, Lord God. Oh God, we thank you for your son, Jesus, because it is through Jesus that we are able to be reconciled through you. We are covered in his blood. Our salvation is covered in his blood. Now, God, you've planned a service for us here this morning to worship you and praise you in spirit and truth, God. So I pray now that you would bless our musicians, bless our praise team as they come, Heavenly Father. Father, bless Mount Media, Lord. And Heavenly Father, you've sent someone here, the man of God today, Lord God. You put a word in his heart to give us this morning God and I pray Lord God that we will receive it and not only hear it today but that we will take it with us and live by it and oh God the shepherd of our house God I pray that you keep your hands wrapped around him and our first family Lord and oh Father God I stand here praying in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who gave his life on the cross for our 
reconciliation and salvation to you. Amen. Amen to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. up ye everlasting doors and the king of glory will come in hallelujah come on lift up your hands wherever you are don't be discouraged because the king is here hallelujah the king is here who is this king of glory he's the lord god strong and mighty the king is here so lift up your heads oh ye gates and be ye lifted up ye everlasting doors because the king is here come on open up your mouth and give him praise Hallelujah, if you're thankful that the king is here. Come on, open up your mouth and give him praise. Hallelujah, he's the king of healing. He's the king of protection. He's the king of salvation. Come on, the king is here. He is the mighty one. Hallelujah, he's our strong tower. Hallelujah, and we give him praise. Hallelujah, we say, Lord, you're mighty. Hallelujah, thank you for being mighty in battle. Thank you for being strong, God. You are our strength. You are our salvation. Oh, and we give you praise. Oh, come on. Say, Lord, you're mighty. 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 Say it one more time. Lord, you're mighty. Lord, you're mighty. You're mighty to save. Lord, you're mighty. You're mighty to heal. Lord, you're mighty to deliver. Say, Lord, you're Oh 
To glorify thee, praise I will offer to 
There is nobody like our God. What an awesome God we serve. He has kept us through another week. He has allowed us to see the start of a new week, the start of a new season. There's not one single thing that we've had to go without. He's given us victory. He's allowed us to walk in his favor. We walk in his prosperity. We walk in his health. We walk in his wholeness. We walk in his wisdom. We walk in complete victory. We walk in wholeness today. We thank God. We thank there is nobody like our God. Wherever you are, would you just lift your hands and tell him, thank you, Lord. We bless your name, Lord. We bless your name, Lord. Hallelujah to your name, Lord. Glory to Jesus. There is nobody like our God. Hallelujah. Yay, glory, glory, glory. There is nobody like our God. Nobody like him. Hallelujah to his name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, glory. When I start thinking about the goodness of Jesus, and what he's done for me. There's something down in my soul that cries out, hallelujah, thank God for saving me, hallelujah. You've got right now, if you're breathing, why don't you just give him praise right where you are, right where, hey, glory, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've got a list here I came up to do observations but I've got to tell you there's a praise on the inside there is something welling up on the inside God is good hallelujah thank you yes Lord nobody like our God hallelujah glory to Jesus Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We bless your name, Jesus. We thank you right now. Worthy Lord, hallelujah. Isn't he worthy? I know we try to keep these whips, these live streams short. I'm sorry, but isn't he worthy? Isn't he worthy? Then it's okay to give him praise. It's all right to give him glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hey, glory, hallelujah.
made a sanctuary full of people to praise him. When I think of his goodness and what he's done for me, think of his goodness and how he set me free. I can dance, dance, dance. And how he brought me out Think of his goodness Oh how I could shout Shout, shout, shout Oh my Think of his goodness And all that he has done Think of his goodness Oh how I could run Run, run, run Excuse me, and forgive us, but our God is worthy. And sometimes you just got to deviate and go ahead and give him what he deserves. Let me make a few observations and I'm on them. Get out of your way. Would you keep Deacon McIntosh in your prayers, Deacon James McIntosh? He had surgery this past week, and uh, would you just pray for his healing and for his restoration? Also, Deacon Burks, my father-in-law, I failed to mention it last week, he had a stroke uh, two weeks ago <clears throat> and had surgery this past week. He is at home now, praise God, uh, but would you keep him in your prayers as well? God is able to do anything, to do above and beyond what we can ask or think. I ask one of our associates, Reverend Jackson, Reverend Herman Jackson, to share the word with us today, and he's going to come in just a few minutes. I am so glad uh, to have some of the choir back. We're easing in. We're easing back into this thing, and uh, we're glad that you've chosen to tune in at this time and worship with us though we're not here in the sanctuary together we are the temple of the Holy Ghost where you are God is and we praise God in his sanctuary that's you Miss Valerie and the ensemble is going to come back I would that you would stay tuned after the sermon because I'm going to come back I have some information to share with you some very important things come uh, make sure you stay tuned after the sermon I'll be back Miss Valerie is going to come with the ensemble Reverend Jackson is going to come with the word and then I'll be back God bless you God bless you
today to God first of all for this calling that he has placed on my life um, then I'm thankful for our pastor who has given me this opportunity to share a word with you on today and then I'm thankful for the Mount Calvary nation who I'm going to thank you for being patient with me on this morning I mean if you have your Bible Open it up to Matthew, the gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter number 8. We're going to start off 
at verse number 23. Matthew chapter 8. We're going to start out at verse number 23. This passage of scripture is the 12th miracle that Jesus performed in chronological order. You can also find this passage, this um, miracle in Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41, Luke chapter 8, verses 22 through 25, but I will be bringing it from Matthew chapter 8, starting at verse number 23. If you have it, say amen. If you don't have it, say Sunday school. Amen. Matthew chapter 8, starting at verse number 23, you will find these words. And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he saith unto them, why are ye fearful? O ye of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? We thank God for the reading of his words. And if you don't mind, I'm going to bother you for a little while, and I want to speak from this subject. Jesus crisis. Jesus Crisis. As I said in the introduction that this is the 12th miracle that Jesus performed in chronological order. He had performed 11 miracles prior to this miracle. And I believe that his disciples were there. They, they were there when he performed these miracles. Either they were there or they heard about the miracle. As a matter of fact, his first miracle that Jesus performed, you can find it in John chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. It, it reads, and the third day they were at a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. Now, do know, I think you know what happened there. They ran out of wine at the wedding feast, and Jesus gave specific orders on what to do and he turned water into wine. That was his first miracle. But then his second miracle, and the Bible says his disciples were there at the first miracle. But his second miracle, he healed a nobleman's son. It's right in the Bible in John chapter 4, starting at verse 46. It says, so Jesus came again into Canaan of Galilee and where he made water into wine and there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum and when he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea of Galilee he went in unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son 
because his son was at the point of death. Then, he, then Jesus said unto him, except you see signs and wonders, you don't believe. But the noble man said, sir, come now or my child will die. And Jesus says, go your way, your son liveth. The truth of the matter is, his disciples may not have seen the healing that took place in this noble man's son, but I'm quite sure they heard about the healing. And this third miracle, he was, it's called the, the catching of the big fish. They caught a lot of fish. It's Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. The Bible says, And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed to him that he was thrust out a little from land. And he sat down and he taught the people on the ship. And when he left off speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into deep, and let down your nets for a drop. The Bible says that this Peter... You know, it's Peter. It says Simon, but, you know, his name gets changed. And Simon says, Master, we toiled all night and taken nothing. But pay attention. He says, nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down my net. And you know how the story goes. They went out and let down the net, and they caught so much fish, they had to call in other little boats. You know, they were hungry, but now they are full. That was the third miracle. The fourth one, you know, Jesus went to church. Mark chapter 1, starting at verse 21, it says, And they went into Capernaum, that means his disciples was with him. And straightway on the Sabbath day he entered into the synagogue. And there was in the synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out. And Jesus rebuked him and said, Hold your peace and come out of him. He took that demon right out of that man in the midst of a church service. That was the, that was the fourth miracle, but then... After church, it's good to hang with Jesus because after church, he went to Simon Peter's house. That's the fifth miracle. You can find it in Mark chapter 1, starting at verse number 29, and it says, Forthwith they went and they come out of the synagogue. They entered into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. And Simon's wife lay sick of a fever. And they tell Jesus about it. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. And immediately, the Bible says, the fever left her and she began to minister unto them. And right after this recorded miracle, it's stated in the Bible that people started bringing folks that was in need of healing to Jesus. And everyone that touched Jesus during that time was healed. And I believe his disciples was right there. As all of this was going on, I'm going somewhere. I know y'all are worried about how much time I'm taking, but I'm going somewhere. The sixth miracle, it says that he healed a leper. It's in Mark chapter 1, starting at verse number 40. It says, and there came a leper to him, beseeching him, kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. The Bible says in verse number 41, And Jesus was moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him, and saith to him, You are clean. The Bible says that leprosy left that leper right there in the midst of where the disciples were. They were there. The seventh healing took place in the book of Mark, chapter number 2, Starting at verse number one, I believe we know this one. There was a man that was paralyzed, and 
Jesus was in the house and the Bible says that it was noise that he was in the house so his friends brought him to Jesus and they couldn't get in the door so they had to break the roof off the house and lower him in and you know the story Jesus heals the man right there in front of all of his disciples and then the eighth miracle there was a healing at a pool you can find that in John chapter 5 starting at verse number 1 it says after this there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem now there was in Jerusalem by uh, the sheep market a pool and a certain man was there who had an infirmity listen to this for 38 years and Jesus saw him lie there and knew he had been there a long time and he asked the man, do you want to be whole? And the man says, yes. And Jesus says, rise up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, get on up. Take your bed and walk on. And he was healed right there. And I believe the miracle happened in front of the disciples. They were either there or they heard about it. The ninth miracle was a healing of someone with a withered hand. Once again, Jesus went to church. You ought to, church, you ought to show up to church every once in a while. Jesus is there. And when he went to church, Mark chapter 3, starting at verse number 1, it says, he entered again into the synagogue and there was a man with a withered hand. And they watched him pass it to see if he would heal the man with the withered hand because it was the Sabbath day. And the Bible says that Jesus looked around at everyone looking at him and he walked up to the man and healed the man with the withered hand and they sought to destroy Jesus because he'd done some healing on the day that everybody's supposed to be at church and I believe all the disciples heard about this one because an uproar took place because of this miracle but miracle number 10 is one of my favorite is when he healed the centurion servant yeah, yeah, it says in Luke chapter 7, starting at verse 1, and a certain centurion servant who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. You know the story. He sends folks to Jesus to get Jesus, and Jesus says, come on, let's go. And when the man seen Jesus walk into his house, he sent some folks out and said, nah, Jesus, you, no, 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 no. I may tell other folks what to do, but I'm not telling you what to do. And, and, and the Bible says in verse 4, I like this, and when Jesus came, they besought him instantly. And verse 7 says, wherefore not, a, he said, I thought myself worthy for you to come, but say it in a word. I wish somebody would catch that. Say it in a word and my servant will be healed. And Jesus said it, and he was healed. And then the the one miracle right before the miracle that we're going to look at right now, he raised a widow's son from the dead. It's right there in Luke chapter 7, starting at verse number 11, it says, And it came to pass after that day that he went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him. Did you catch that? Many of his disciples went with him. Now when it was nigh unto the gate, behold, there was a dead man carried out the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And much of the people of the city was with her. I'm not going to read all of it, but I, can I tell you something? Jesus went up to the young man and said, get up. And the man got up. I'm not done yet before I get to my script. I'm, I'm not going to be long. 
And right after that miracle, the Bible declares in Luke chapter number 7 that John the Baptist was in prison. He was in prison and he was in need of a miracle. But instead of going to the miracle worker saying, I'm in need of a miracle, the Bible declares that he sent his disciples to Jesus saying, are you really the one that, that we should be looking for? Or should we go looking for somebody else? And the Bible says, I, I, I love it, I, I love it. They came unto him and, and in that same hour it says in verse 21 of Luke chapter 7, that he cured many of their infirmities and plagues and of evil spirits and many that were blind he gave them sight and then he told the disciples of John the Baptist, Baptist now go back and tell John all that you have seen and all that you have heard and now we're at, we're at miracle number 12 the disciples have been given orders by Jesus to get on a boat and they got on the boat with Jesus and a storm arose and the disciples are on the boat with Jesus tripping. Yeah, yeah, yeah I said it. Now, now, now don't laugh or point your fingers at these 12 disciples because the truth of the matter is we look just like them sometimes. Yeah, 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 I, 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 I know that I'm right about it. And the truth of the matter is we shouldn't look like them because they only had 12 miracles or 11 miracles to work with that Jesus has performed. But the truth is if you've been baptized, amen, somebody in the Holy Spirit and you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you've got a whole lot of information in this word of God about your Jesus. Yeah, 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 you have all of the miracles that God wrought through Egypt, how he brought Daniel out of a den of lions, Rashak, Meshach, and Abednego out of a burning, fiery furnace. You, you got it all, how he gave Job double for his trouble. And not only do we have 11 miracles that Jesus performed, we have 33 plus all that he done. Then he died on a cross, got up on the third day like he said he would with all power in his hands called you out of darkness into his marvelous light and if you would just open up the word every once in a while the Holy Spirit will confirm to you that everything in here is true so not only have you read about Jesus, you heard about Jesus, and you've seen him in action through the Holy Spirit, but I just believe somebody is out there that God has worked a miracle in their lives. Yeah, yeah he worked a miracle in your life, and not, if, not only in your life, but in somebody you know. As a matter of fact, uh, Minister Percy, when I first joined Mount Calvary, they was telling me of a story of a young man that died right here in the sanctuary. And the people of God did not trip. They got around the man, began to pray to God, and God lifted that man up from the dead in this sanctuary. So you got a testimony. And now you're facing a crisis. Yeah, 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 now you're facing a crisis. And you're on the boat with Jesus tripping. Yeah, yeah, I said it. We find ourselves on the boat with Jesus tripping. 
And we got a couple of phrases. We, we got a couple of phrases that we use when crisis arrives in our lives. We got a couple of phrases that we use that we need to be baptized from. Yeah, yeah, they have an acronym of O-M-G. It's oh my goodness and oh my God. Yeah, yeah, these, yeah, yeah, these phrases, we need to get back. We need to take them in the water, dip them in the water, come up out of the water, and have a new phrase on our mind. But we use these phrases when crisis arrives in our lives. Phrases. When, when crisis arise, we tend to cry out, oh my goodness. Get, 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 when when crisis, crisis arise, we tend to cry out, OMG, oh my goodness. And there's three reasons why we do that. We cry out, oh my goodness, when crisis come out of nowhere. The Bible says, and when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And here's the words right here, and behold there arose a great tempest in the sea in so much that the ship was covered. Oh my goodness. Out of nowhere, a storm arises. It's, it's enough to just make you cry out. Oh my goodness. Have you ever been there before? Have you ever been there? You got up in the morning, had a good old breakfast, ate your breakfast, had a cup of coffee, get in the car, start driving to work, and the car shuts down. Oh my goodness have you ever been there before you've been at you're already at work you got there on time because your co-worker said they were bringing in donuts you already had a breakfast you're at work eating donuts sipping on coffee and then your phone rings and it's your boo on the phone saying our kid is now in the hospital you need to get here right away oh my goodness have you ever been there before? You already been to the doctor. The doctor said you are in good health. And then you're taking a shower two days later. And as you're taking a shower, you're doing your self-examination and you feel a lump. Oh, my goodness. And cry out, oh, my goodness, when crisis come out of nowhere. But then we cry out, oh, my goodness, when crisis come in obedience. Amen, somebody. I, I, the, the, the Bible says, and the same day, when the evening was come, he said unto them, let us pass over the other side. Verse number 36 in Mark uh, chapter 4 says, and when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship and also other little ships. Can I tell you something? When Christ has come out of nowhere, we cry out, oh my goodness. But we also cry out, oh my goodness, when they come, when we're walking in obedience. Amen, somebody. You out serving the Lord. You're, you're, you're feeding those that are hungry. You're, you're visiting those that, that are widows. You're, you're, you're helping folks that are in need of help. And then all of a sudden, all those things happen to you that I said earlier. Oh, my goodness. Not only do we cry out, oh, my goodness, when crisis come out of nowhere and when they come in obedience, but we definitely cry out, oh, my goodness, knowing that Jesus is on board. The Bible says that, note the commandment, it included the, the presence of Christ. It says, let us go over uh, to the other side. Can I tell you, it's one thing to face a crisis and you don't know anything about Jesus. But it's something else to face a storm and you've got Jesus. 
As a matter of fact, if you're out there listening to me right now, if you're saved and you know it, just type in that I'm saved. If you're saved and you know it, type in you're saved. The Bible, see, see, the disciples, they had Jesus walking with them. But you and I, as God's disciples, we have God walking in us. He walks with us. Matter of fact, he told his disciples, when I leave, I'm going to leave you another comforter. And we have the Holy Spirit of God that lives on the inside of us. And can I tell you this? That's a problem for me sometimes when I'm facing a crisis, knowing that I'm walking in obedience and I've got Jesus on the inside of me. Oh, my goodness. But the truth of the matter is, after we have all the report of what's in the Bible, we shouldn't cry out, oh, my goodness. We should cry out, Jesus, I'm in a crisis. We're going to graduate today. Yeah, we're going to get out of this thing today. So we cry out, oh, oh, my goodness. Ah, when crisis come out of nowhere. But can I tell you, we cry out when crisis arrives that we can't handle that's when we cry out, oh my God. My second point is when crisis arrives that we can't handle, we tend to cry out, oh my God. There's a few reasons why we cry out, oh my God. We cry out, oh my God, because we can't handle the seriousness of the crisis. The Bible says that it was a major storm. It was a great tempest in the sea and so much that the ship was covered. The Bible says that their lives were in danger. It says the, the ship was covered in waves. And they went to the Lord saying, Lord, save us or we perish. And can I tell you, not only uh, was it a major storm and their lives were in danger, but they were scared. Yeah, they were scared. Jesus says, why are you so fearful? Why are you scared? Oh, ye of little faith see that young man that lost his car if he don't have a car minister percy he doesn't have a job yeah that that person whose child is in the hospital that's their beloved child that that's their only child and it's serious because the doctors are saying it may be cancer yeah 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 that that lump in the chest that you found after you had already been to the doctor, when you went back, he said, you in stage four of cancer in your chest. Oh my God, it's serious. But not only do we cry out, oh my God, because of the seriousness of the crisis, but we cry out, oh my God, because of the solitude felt in the crisis. The Bible says that when they went looking for Jesus, Jesus was asleep. They're on the boat with Jesus in the midst of a storm and it feels like they're out there all by themselves. I know I'm talking to somebody right now because you've been in that situation for a grip and, and you're saved and you know you're saved and, and you're feeling like you are all alone. But I want you to know you don't have to cry out, oh my God, because you're not alone. You should cry out, Jesus, I'm in a crisis. Sometimes you feel like Jesus don't even care about us. How long you been in this situation? Come on, somebody's been in a situation for over 20 years, still calling on Jesus. You feel like he don't care about you. 
So we cry, oh my God, because we can't handle the seriousness of the crisis. We cry, oh my God, because we can't handle the solitude felt in the crisis. But then we cry out, oh my God, and begin to seek Jesus in our crisis. Now, can I tell you something about this one? This is the time when we disrespect God the most. When we wait till to, to everything got to its worst, and then we decide to call on Jesus. See, they're in the storm, and out of nowhere, in obedience, with Jesus on board, in a serious crisis, in a major storm, their lives are in danger, in danger. They're scared and they're feeling all alone, like Jesus don't even care about their serious situation. And now they're going to Jesus to call him for help. Let me, let me tell you something. There was dishonor in this thing. Because in Mark chapter 4, they say, Master, do you care whether or not we perish? That was disrespect. They went to Jesus, the right person that they were supposed to go to, but they went in a disrespectful manner. They said, do you even care? I like to talk to the disciples right now and say, yes, Jesus does care. Because no one wanted these 12 men. One of them was a tax collector. That means he was a cheater. And I don't know any of us that liked the IRS, but Jesus wanted him. There was another man who was a thief, amen, and he put the thief in the treasury department. Jesus wanted them. There was another man that was fishermen, and none of the rabbis wanted to teach them, but Jesus' only begotten son comes on the scene and calls them out of darkness into his marvelous light, and now they're talking about, do you even care? Yeah, I'm talking to somebody right now because it wasn't you that chose Jesus. Jesus chose you. Matter of fact, Jesus called all of us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And, and just because we're facing a crisis right now does not dictate the care that Jesus has for us. Matter of fact, I say that he cares, us, he cares for us more than we even know because he's warned us that in this world, we are going to face trials and tribulations. We got to follow the same pattern that Jesus followed. He came, he done good, and he dealt with a lot of bad situations. Amen, somebody. So I'm on my way to my seat. When I say we ought to get baptized from saying, oh my goodness, we ought to get baptized from saying, oh my God. And now when a crisis arrives, you ought to shout out, oh marvelous God. Oh, oh miraculous God. You ought to up your OMG game. Oh majestic God. Oh magnificent God. Almighty God. You got to up your OMG game. Matter of fact, you don't even have to use OMG. You can say, oh, awesome God. Y yeah, yeah. All I'm trying to say is when serious situations pop up in the life of the believer, instead of complaining to God about it, you ought to praise God because of what he can do about it. I feel good right now. I'm about, I'm about ready to take I'm, I'm done, y'all. You ought to shout out, oh, marvelous God, because he stops storms right on time. I told you that 
this miracle is in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And in every one that I read, the, the boat never sinks. No, 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 no. He steps in right on time. I, I remember that fella whose car broke down and he decided to walk the work and when he walked the work and he was praising God and when he got the work he got called into the office and they said listen you've been working here for a while and we failed to pay you like we ought to pay you and they gave him a three dollar an hour raise on the job and now instead of that old car he's got a a new car amen somebody he stopped storms right on time that child that you thought the doctors thought it was cancer but when you went into much prayer and you tag teamed up with a prayer partner you find out the doctor came back and said she's all right you can take the child home he stops it right on time that person that had that lump and the doctor said you only had two months to live God came in and snatched all four stages of that cancer out of that body he stopped storms right on time oh marvelous God yeah 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 can't give up on God didn't you oughta you oughta shout out oh marvelous God because he stopped storms on time. But you ought to shout out, oh, marvelous God, because he causes a great calm. The Bible says in all three of the Gospels, there was a great calm. Let me tell you what a great calm looks like. It was raining. Now it's not. It was windy. Now it's not. The seas had waves. Now the sea is calm. As a matter of fact, the sea is so calm, the disciples can look over the boat and see their own reflection. That's a great calm. That brother that lost that car, yeah, he has a new car now. He taking folks on trips. That, that, that's a great calm. That person that had that kid in the doctor's office for two weeks is now at home, been home for a few months now, and they ready to kick that kid back outside the house. Go, go on, you're getting on my nerves. You, you healed right now. Amen, somebody. And that person who had cancer, and, and they said it was at stage four, 10 years later, they're still walking and talking. That's a great con. So y'all to shout out, oh, marvelous God, because he stops storms right on time. Y'all to shout out, oh, marvelous God, because he causes a great calm. But y'all to shout out, oh, marvelous God, I'm taking my seat, because he does it all by his word. See, he just spoke to the sea, and the sea obeyed him. See, see, see Jesus performed most of his miracles by his word. Amen, somebody. And that teaches us about the importance of being in his word. Isaiah 26 and three says, thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. That's his word. Psalms 23 and four says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. That's his word. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. That's his word. 
Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. That's his word. Psalm 46 and 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. That, that's his word. Isaiah 53, 5 says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. That's his word. His word says in Jude, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty dominion and power both now and forevermore and the church of God said amen 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 Jesus crisis amen I want you to know that all three of those um, examples that I use in the text today were true I know the young man personally whose car broke down on him and he told his wife I, 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 I've been praising God ever since the wife said why don't you use my car to go to work the next day and the husband says no I'm going to walk to work and praise God all the way there true story y'all he walks to work gets to work gets called to the office and receives a $3 an hour raise and bought a brand new truck. I, 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 no, no, this is real. I have a friend, his name is Demetrius. It's, God works in mysterious ways. I, I was putting my trash out and the trash man had already shown up. So I took my trash can across the street and parked it in front of my friend's house and his daughter lived there. And so I called my friend up and said, listen man, tell, Tell your daughter that I got my can out in front of your house. And he says, man, she's in the hospital fighting for her life. And I said, hold up, bro. Let's pray. And that very night, he called me back and said, the doctors went in and said, she's good. She's going home on tomorrow. And that person that had that cancer, yeah, yeah, is a resident where I work at. And when this resident first came, he says, listen, I'm, I might not be here that long because they've only given me two months to live. That was 10 years ago. This man had much faith. He, he said, I cried on the God and I, I didn't get disturbed by it. I, I wanted to cuss, but I didn't. And 10 years later, he's still a walking, talking miracle. I don't know who I'm talking to out there. And, and who's in need of a miracle but you have a God that really cares he loved you so much that he did not leave you in the messy situation that you were in matter of fact I, I told you earlier we didn't go to him he came to us and he didn't come to us to leave us all by ourselves and maybe there's someone out there that don't know Jesus in the pardon of their sins Romans 10 9 says that if thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead thou shall be saved that that's his word
The Bible says in Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. That's his word. His word says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's his word. Will you accepting today? If you want to be saved, just type in, I, I, I want to be saved. Somebody will contact you. But then secondly, if, if you're saved, then you know you're saved. But God is leading you to the Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church. He's leading you to place your, lead, your membership here. Why don't, you, why don't you contact us? Someone will show you just how to accomplish that. May God bless you and may God keep you. That's my prayer. to know that we have a savior who can handle any storm thank God for Jesus who stops storms right on time who causes a great calm our savior in the storm thank you Reverend Jackson for that reminder because sometimes even in doing his will even in following his direction we still find ourselves in the storm. If you want to be saved today, you want to be part of the Mount Calvary family, Reverend Jackson told you how to do it. Make sure you send us a message. Make sure you put it in the comments. Somebody will contact you. We're glad that you've chosen to worship with us. I told you to wait until after uh, the message not to tune out quite yet because I wanted to give you some information. We are looking forward to coming together again very shortly. We are trying to, uh, to make sure that we come together cautiously and safely on the first Sunday in April. That's uh, on Resurrection Sunday. The, uh, our place of worship will open back up. Now, let me tell you how we're going to do this and then I want to say a couple of things and I want you to hear my heart. We will open to about 150 people so that we can stay socially distanced. Uh, if you have medical conditions that, that make you particularly vulnerable, uh, you should probably continue on the live stream. We are going to continue the live stream most of our membership and friends, most of our partners will have to continue to worship with us on the live stream, but there will be space for about 150 uh, just here in the meantime while we're slowly and carefully opening back up. You will receive more information next week on how that process will take place. Uh, unfortunately, we're not able to just open the doors and then say 150 people come and count them and then tell everybody else to wait outside. That would not go over very well. And so we're going to have to have some sort of 
process by which uh, people call ahead or, and, uh, and say, hey, I want to be there with my family. Uh, we will be social, socially distanced, physically distanced, really, by household. People who live under the same roof uh, can be uh, in a pod, and then there will be six feet in between you and the next household. Listen, I know that this is not ideal. I know that this is not how we want to do it. You could not have told me a year ago that we would have been out of the sanctuary for a whole year. I was very public in my praying. I asked God, God, deal with this quickly. I expected fully that we would be out for about two weeks and then back in. And here we are 54 weeks later and still out. But let me say this. I will not put the lives of the people that I pastor at risk. This is not ideal. I know we, we're used to having 700 people in here, but we can't have 700 people in here right now. We are still in a pandemic. And I pray that you trust that I hear from God. I pray that you trust that I've consulted, that the pandemic response team has consulted first with the Lord and then with medical professionals and public health professionals because we have. And this is the way that we're choosing to open up cautiously and carefully. I, I said it uh, to somebody yesterday, there is not one single person on this planet who knows the weight, who feels the weight of pastoring these 1,100 people. Not one. Not one. I know, well, I, I won't go into all that, but there's not one. And I would that you would pray for me, pray for the leadership of this church, pray for the pandemic response team, and, uh, and let's, let's come back together cautiously, carefully, not in fear, but in wisdom. Not in fear, but in wisdom. Y'all work with me on this, would you? Um, I look, I so look forward to seeing you. I do look forward to seeing you. And it's not ideal for any of us. But if I can see some of you, that'll, 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 that's better than seeing none of you. How about that? All right? Good. Listen, y'all go enjoy this absolutely wonderful week. You got the rest of this beautiful day. It's a beautiful spring day outside. Go play in it. Go play in the sun. Go walk down by the river or something. All right? Get outside. Do something. So glad that you've joined the live stream today. God bless you for being with us. God bless Reverend Jackson and the ensemble and Miss Valerie and the musicians and the, uh, and the sound team and the video team that all make it possible for us to be worshiping together uh, virtually. Words cannot express the gratitude that I have to all these people for making it happen. All right. God bless you. Uh, Mountain Media has a short video for you. You can get your offering ready and, uh, and we will see you the next time. Grace and peace be with you. God bless you. Thank you for your continued generosity. Your financial contributions help to transform lives, to reveal the glory of God's kingdom. For your convenience, you can use the Giveify app on your smartphone, the Cash app, or if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, 
you may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.